Thanks for joining us for another episode of Plastic Surgery Unplugged. I'm Dr. Raghu Othre with Othre Plastic Surgery in Houston, Texas. So on today's topic, we're going to discuss the difference between fillers, injectable agents, and all this mambo schmambo. So in a nutshell, injectable agents are the large umbrella category of a bunch of things that can be injected into the tissues of the face, okay? I like to take this and put everything into this category. Like we got Botox, Dysport, Restylane, Juvederm, Radius, Sculptra. So all these are different types of injectable agents and they all do different things, okay? So from that large umbrella category, we're gonna take injectable agents and divide them out into different categories. The first category we're gonna talk about are Botox and Dysport. There's a few other agents that kind of fall into this category. There's Xeomin, there's Javot, and all of these agents work by the same mechanism. So I'm gonna use the words Botox and Dysport interchangeably. However, there are some other agents that fall into this category. So first question is, is how do these things work, okay? These agents are neuroparalytic agents, okay? So how it works is as follows. So let's take a look at these lines right in here, okay? So we actually all have a little muscle that goes from here to here and here to here like a V. Okay, it's called a corrugator, okay? And it allows us to do this, the squinch. So when that muscle contracts, we get a vertical line in the skin, okay? So people call it the levens, they call it the squint lines, whatever you wanna call it. There is a nerve that goes from the brain all the way to that muscle, okay? And that nerve has, basically there's a little gap where the nerve is, where the muscle is, and when the brain gives it the signal, the nerve releases a little chemical called a neurotransmitter, which goes across that little gap and causes that muscle to squinch. When that muscle contracts, you get the line. So what these chemicals or medicines do is basically stop that process of nerve talking to muscle. So when that happens, the, despite the signals from the brain, the nerve can't send the appropriate messaging to the muscle to contract, and that muscle is effectively paralyzed. When that muscle is paralyzed, then you don't get the line. That's how these agents work. Now, it takes the muscle nerve complex roughly about three to four months to regenerate, rejuvenate, and then it can talk again. So therefore, you gotta go do the procedure again, okay? So Botox is made by Allergan. Dysport is made by Galderma, okay? Kinda like Coke by Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Pepsi Company. Similar, they both make cola, okay? So very similar to that, this is the two major players in that field. The smaller players, you got Xeomin and Jabot. Now, where are these agents useful? right in here for the squinch lines. You can use them across the forehead, okay? For the forehead lines when you lift up. 
and in these areas, okay, for the the uh, crow's feet lines. Okay, I like to call them happiness lines because you also get them when you smile. Now, there's some other useful stuff that you can do with them. The lip flip, so you can inject them around some of the muscles in the mouth to cause the lip flip. They're also very good for hyperhygrosis or excessive sweating. Okay, so they're useful for that. There's a lot of useful things for Botox in this part. Okay, so this is just a quick outline of some of the main areas that's injected. Now there's advantages between Botox and Dysport, okay? Botox is like Coca-Cola, industry standards, been around for a long time. Um, Botox takes about seven to 10 days to take effect. So therefore, if I inject it today, you'll start seeing the results in about a week and the effects last for about three months. On the other hand, Dysport, slight different chemical composition, and the advantage with this port is that it takes a little bit quicker onset, uh, probably about four to seven days to start taking effects, about two to three days sooner, and seems to last about three and a half to four months, okay? So roughly about the same. So you can expect, if you're keeping on top of these treatments, you can expect to see your plastic surgeon about three to four times a year for a touch-up to continue that rejuvenated appearance. Okay, um, these are not Cinderella treatments. So I told you it takes about a week for the effect to take effect. So ideally you got a big event coming up. Try to see your plastic surgeon about two weeks to three weeks in advance. That way you've got the total effect and um, you get to enjoy it for your big event. So that was one category under the umbrella of injectables. Now the other stuff are filler agents. Okay. And I like to think about fillers, kind of like you think about Bondo. So if you had a little crease in your car, like someone door dinged you, you don't really need to go and get a new door. You don't need to go do really crazy body work. A little bit of body filler and some paint will make it look really good. Similarly, filler agents are very useful to deal with some of the lines like in here, the nasolabial folds, some of the volume loss around the eyes, these are good areas for filler agents. Filler agents, however, are not a substitute for a facelift, okay? We're doing something different. So if you got into a major accident with your car, you can't fix that well with Bondo, okay? Similarly, if there's a lot of ptosis of the tissues, you really can't fix that with filler agents. There are different types of filler agents. The biggest category of filler agents is hyaluronic acids. So hyaluronic acid is a naturally occurring chemical that's in your body. You have it in your joint fluid, you have it in other places in your body for lubrication and, and uh, for volume, okay? So they synthesize this in a lab and voila, you have filler agents. Now the hyaluronic acids is kind of like hair gel. You've got control and hold. So you can make small chemical link modifications in the hyaluronic acid to either give you a lot more control where you want to use in some of the thin, thin, thin skin or more of the hold where you want more structure if you're going to be doing um, filling of to lift cheeks and kind of hold the tissues up. There are two big companies that are players in this market. 
got Galderma, which makes the Restylane family of products. You've got Allergan that makes the Juvederm family of products. In my opinion, I think they're roughly about the same. I don't see any huge glaring differences. Both families have a good diversification of products, meaning enough products with the control area, enough products with the hold, and there are some special situations. Okay, so let's talk Restylane family, okay? So Restylane family, I think the, or I feel in my experience, the filler that has the biggest oomph of support is Restylane Lift. You've got plain Restylane L, which is a good middle rung, which is useful for a lot of different things. And if you've got really fine lines that you really want to uh, kind of fill right underneath the surface of the skin, you have Restylane Silk. They have some other products as well within their family, like Restylane Define, and they have Restylane Kiss, which really works well for lips, okay? But this is kind of that family of products. And this, um, this episode is not long enough to go into all the intricacies of exactly which one. I have a few favorites. For example, under eyes, I really like using plain Restylane. In my hands, I feel that it has the least amount of bruising and swelling, and that's the reason why. The Allergan family makes Juvederm products. So if you're looking for a lot of that hold where you're looking for structure, that would be Voluma, okay? Then the middle rung that's kind of an all-purpose, I like Juvederm uh, Ultra Plus. And then for some of the really kind of fine stuff, I like Volvella. Now, this is one thing I think each of the family, Restylane and the Juvederm, have their pros and cons. So as I told you, my favorite for the under eye is Restylane. My favorite for overall structure, if I'm really needing to give structure to the cheeks, is Voluma. I think it's got the get greatest amount of hold. Okay, so this is why I think a consultation is really important so that we can really discuss what it is you're trying to achieve and what the correct product is for you. Now, all of these companies make, um, make uh, promises about how long the products last. I'm gonna tell you as a clinician, this is what I roughly see. Lips products normally last about four to six months. Under eyes products usually last somewhere around the nine month to 11 month range. And in some of the other areas, you're looking at a lot, you can get 10, 12 months out of it, but most of those uh, patients really do benefit from a touch up right around that 10 month, maybe not to the same volume that they needed before, but maybe just a little touch up just to kind of give them that oomph. Now, under the filler agents, you've got a couple of specialty products. One specialty product is Radiesse, okay? Radiesse is not a hyaluronic acid, okay? Radiesse is actually made up of calcium hydroxyapatite, which is the foundation particle in bone. So imagine taking bone, pulverizing it into a really, really, really fine powder, putting it in a carrier and being able to inject it. I love Radius. It does take more effort to inject in that you have to be very careful how you inject it. 
It's not an easy injection like the hyaluronic acids and hence it takes a lot more technical expertise. It's really good for thick tissues, smile lines, creating more angularity along the jawline, maybe deep injections along the cheek line to really define the cheek works great. The other advantage to the Radius is that most of the other fillers come in one cc syringes. Radius comes in a 1.5 cc, so you're getting about 50% more, and the product itself is lasting about 14 months. So if you have had fillers before, comfortable with the look of fillers, and you know want a longer acting filler in some of these thicker tissues, you may wanna consider Radius. However, again, Radius really, I feel, is an injection that should only be injected by a plastic surgeon who has experience injecting Radius. Last but not least is Sculptra. This is another kind of special case uh, type of product. Sculptra is a large area volume filler, okay? Which means it's really good for like picking this entire area right in here where you can sometimes get hollowing, it's good to create volume in there, replenish that volume. Sculpture works really well for that. Sculpture is made of the same stuff that dissolvable suture is made out of. So the sutures that we use in the operating room that are dissolvable, it's formulated into a fine powder, reconstituted and injected. Now, Sculpture works a little bit differently than some of the other products in that when you inject Sculpture, you will initially see the volume. That volume goes away within about a day or two, and then the body creates collagen based on that irritation of the dissolvable suture, replenishing the volume again. It needs multiple treatments. It's a great product. The only thing I would say that's somewhat of a negative with Sculpture, it's a little expensive, um, and does require maintenance, just like any of these products. Now, last but not least, one of the kind of recurring themes that you see with all the products discussed are they all have a lifespan and need to come back and re-inject and do this. And some of my patients are going to go, Doc, don't you have something permanent? And the answer to that is, well, you don't always want something permanent. Your face is not permanent. So sometimes there are things that can be done with Botox, Dysport, and fillers that really cannot be done with surgery. So I think surgery is an important aspect to the rejuvenation puzzle, but I think this whole category of injectable agents is also an important puzzle. And sometimes there are things that cannot be done uh, that, that only one of those things can, can achieve the result. So I think that it is a great um, rejuvenation tool and it's part of the armamentarium of facial rejuvenation. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Plastic Surgery Unplugged. I hope you've learned a lot. I've hoped that you've gotten a lot of information. Maybe those wheels are turning and you come up with more questions, more concerns, more thoughts, anything to that effect. First of all, if you liked this episode, please subscribe to us. It really helps us out. Leave us a review, give us some feedback. Finally, if you have questions and want more information, give our office a call, send us an email, at info@authray.com, schedule a consultation. I look forward to meeting you and chatting with you and helping you along your plastic surgery journey. Thank you.